Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. You can grab your seats. Why don't you, as you're grabbing your seats, wave to somebody around you. Or if you're at home online, you can text somebody and say hello. No one text me because my phone will stop my little thing going on. Uh, it is great to see you. We hope that you had a great Christmas. Uh, we hope that you were able to celebrate um, even with the kind of funny season that we're in, the restrictions that we have in place. We do hope that you experience the love and the joy and peace that Christmas brings. And uh, can you believe that it is 2021? We are here. We kind of, like, let's just be grateful that we've made it to start. We have made it to 2021. I can't quite believe what happened and where 2020 went, but here we are today on the first Sunday of a new year, and I'm sure most of us have had opportunities to reflect uh, over the Christmas season, also had moments to reflect and reevaluate throughout 2020 what is truly important. And as we've said over the last few weeks, last year was a year like no other, that it carried challenges and difficulties, a year which probably started with great promise, as all years do, but carried great pain, a year which started with great optimism and carried annoyance and agony, a year which at the beginning, 12 months ago, this time last year, we declared was the year that God had determined for us to be a year of influence. And if we're reflective today, God delivered on that word, but just in a way that we didn't anticipate and in a way that we wouldn't have planned. 2020 was a year that involved 283 out of 366 days filled with restrictions and limitations. A year where our holidays were cancelled, plans were rearranged, we got used to daily press conferences and the occasional government U-turn. A year that involved families and friends not seeing each other, that daily exercise became those beautiful moments of freedom from our living rooms. Schools, shops, parks, all closed. A year where the face mask became the latest accessory, and a year where the word hero was redefined. Because historically, the heroes had become the celebrities that people followed on social media, but thankfully our true heroes were recognized. Our NHS workers, our supermarket workers, our waste disposal workers, and all of our key workers. And if you are a key worker, we thank you today at the beginning of a new year for the work and the service that you gave. Because you are the heroes. We stood and applauded every Thursday night, enjoying a small but powerful moment of community, honoring those risking their health and lives to care for us. Heroes like Captain Tom Moore, the 100-year-old man who walked around his garden 100 times and raised 30 million pounds for the NHS. Heroes like Marcus Rashford, who wasn't known last year for his footballing ability, but for his desire to make sure that children wouldn't go hungry. So many heroes that we know about, yet thousands more, tens of thousands more heroes that are unknown. Heroes that looked out for their neighbours, heroes that cared for their family. 
A year where we ate out to help out, had staycations, not vacations. We had two lockdowns, tier systems, mental and emotional health challenges. People passing away alone in wards with only a nurse by their side. People grieving without the care and support of loved ones around them. The national economy taking the strain of millions. A year that will go down in history for many of the wrong reasons. But it was also a year where we saw community pull together. Neighbours reaching out to neighbours, children and families not going hungry. We saw incredible moments of generosity and partnership. And throughout 2020, we as a local church were able to distribute over 1,500 food parcels to those in need in our community. We were able to give out over 200 baby bank parcels to children and babies and families in our community in need, helping thousands of individuals across our community. We saw the church doors closed, but I believe the people of God more active than ever. We saw public gatherings where we could communicate the gospel stopped, but the message reached thousands more through social media. And then at the end of 2020, we as a church declared and talked about how hope was to be revealed. That there is still hope in the midst of the pain and the loss and the isolation and the heartache of last year. That there is always hope when we know who has made us and who has placed us here for such a time as this. You see, when we know Jesus, we are never helpless and never hopeless, but we always have hope. And today, right now, we are here in 2021. It is a new year full of new opportunities. Every day is brand new. And the hope that we talked about did not end at Christmas, but truly is for eternity. That 2021 is still a year full of hope. And the, the Isaiah wrote these words that he heard from God say to him in Isaiah 43, he said, I am doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. And we believe that God is doing something new this year. We believe that right now he is beginning to do something new, that right now he is growing and maturing us as his people for something new. That even in the wilderness of 2020, we declare that God is birthing something new in 2021. And our responsibility is to perceive it and receive it, to see it and taste it, not just to long for it, not just to wait for it, to wish for it, to hope for it, but to see our hopes for something new become a reality. And at the end of last year, we were praying and asking God to speak to us for something for this year. And we landed on these great verses that are found in Hebrews 11. Verses 1 is the main one, but I will read 1 to 3, and it's found in the Passion Translation. And it says these words, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith 
is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. You know, the hope that was revealed at Christmas was never meant to just stay as hope. The hope that Jesus brought to us was always to become a reality. And Jesus himself models this to us. Him becoming man is the hope becoming reality. You see, for thousands of years, the Jewish community, God's people, longed for, hoped for, were desperate for this Messiah that would come and save them from the Roman Empire. Generation after generation after generation placed their hope in the word of God that said someone would come to set them free. Great-grandparents telling grandparents, telling parents, telling children, telling grandchildren, telling great-grandchildren that someone would come to set them free, that the promised hope of their salvation. And then it says these words in John 1. The word, the promised word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. The promise became skin and bone. The hope that a nation carried for generations became reality. The hope of our world and our eternity became reality. You see, in those moments where God lowered himself to become man, models to us that his plan is for our hopes to become a reality. So let's go back to that first verse in Hebrews 11. It says, now faith. You see, if we are ever to see our hopes, and the hopes of our hearts become the reality of today, it starts with faith. Faith has to be the foundation of all that we do in every area of our lives. It goes on to say in Hebrews 11 verse 6, these words, and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real, and he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. When we are faithless, when our lives are faithless, we can never please our creator. When our lives are faithless, we can never carry the hopes that he designed us to carry. When our lives are faithless, we will never see our hopes become reality. And if we truly want to see God move throughout this new year, like we have never seen him move before in our lives, in our community, and in our nation, then faith needs to be our foundation. What do you need faith for this year? What do we need faith for this year? Let's be a community full of faith for our marriages, full of faith for our families, full of faith for our community, full of faith for our finances, full of faith for the things that our nation are going through right now. So how do we grow in faith this year? We've got a few pointers to help us. The first one is to trust. We need to carry an underlying trust that whatever happens this year, God is in control. That the promise that he has said thousands of years ago that has stood the test of time will continue to stand the test of time. 
that whether it is a great day or an awful day, I will trust him. Whether I am rich or I am bankrupt, I will trust him. Whether I am alone or surrounded by people, I will trust him. Whether I'm an addict or I am free, I will trust him. Whether I am whole or I am broken, I will trust him. Whether I feel like it or not, I will trust him. The writer of the Proverbs said these words, trust in the Lord completely. And do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. You see, our trust leads to his guidance. Our trust builds and develops our faith. The second key is to pray. You see, prayer is the oxygen of faith. And maybe you felt like your faith last year was suffocating. Maybe you felt like the things around you strangled some of the life out of your faith. Well, let's reflect. How was our prayer life? How often did we spend time interacting with, talking to the one who saved us. Liza Turker said these words, the reality is my prayers don't change God, but I am convinced prayer changes me. Praying boldly boots me out of that state, stale place of religious habit into authentic connection with God himself. Church, can we decide this year we're going to leave that stale, dry, nasty place of religious habit and enter into authentic, beautiful, intimate connection with our Creator who has a plan and purpose for our lives. Prayer develops our faith. The third thing, the third key is to read. You see, a growing faith is a reading faith. A growing faith is a learning faith. A growing faith never stops devouring the Word of God. A growing faith cannot get enough of what God has to say. What's our commitment like to the Word of God? When was the last time we picked up our Bible and read it? When was the last time we applied something we had learned from the life-giving, life-transforming Word of God? Because Jesus said these words, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. You see, the word of God, when we read it and apply it and keep it, has blessings attached. The word of God builds and develops our faith. The fourth thing I learn about how we build and develop our faith is to share. See, to grow in faith, we need to share our faith. I believe that practice and repetition builds the muscle of faith. And I remember in August of 2020, I realized that lockdown had not particularly helped my waistline. I was struggling a little bit to fit into clothes that once were quite comfortable to fit into. So I decided to start running. I can run around after a ball all day and kick it into a net, but just to run on a road is, was the most mind-numbingly boring thing I could imagine. But I decided, for the sake of my waistline, I needed to start running. And I remember the first time I ran in the, towards the middle of end of August, I ran with my uncle, who is maybe 12, 14 years older than me, and he was at that time, faster than me, at that time, church, at that time. And I remember running two miles, and it was a stop-start, two miles, 
where I genuinely felt partway through that soon in that moment I was going to meet Jesus because I was dying on that roadside. I was in agony. I thought my heart was going to burst out of my mouth and chest. I was in absolute agony. And I remember at the end of that run, I was this unfit, sweaty, breathless mess on the floor, exhausted from this two-mile run. It wasn't even running for two miles. But I decided, you know, for the sake of my waistline, I need to persevere. For the sake of feeling healthier and fitter, I need to persevere. So I decided to continue running two to three times a week. And incredibly, by beginning of December, I ran 10 and a half miles without stopping. That's impressive, right? I mean, I still felt like I was going to meet Jesus partway through that run as well, but... And the, the disturbing part of the whole of that run was there were moments where I actually enjoyed it. And I realized that quite quickly my muscles had adapted to something that once overwhelmed me. And you know, with prayer and with sharing of our faith, there are moments where we might feel overwhelmed and intimidated. But the more we do something, the more we step out in faith, the more we share, the more we do something consistently, all of a sudden we will find ourselves in a place where we were once overwhelmed by something that now feels easy. And maybe you are intimidated by stuff that came through you last year and came against you last year, but we declare that this year you will experience things with ease because of the things you went through last year that were overwhelming, but you got through it. And our faith grows. The muscle of our faith grows when we are consistent and we repeat, we practice. The last thing that I learn about how we build our faith is patience. George MacDonald said these words, the principal part of faith is patience. I started to think, how many hopes throughout history have died because of impatience? How many businesses ended or never started because of impatience? How many children didn't come home because of impatience? How many health issues were never healed because of impatience? How many addictions remained because of impatience? How many marriages and families fell apart because of impatience? How many souls were lost? How many lives have been lost because of our impatience? Because patience is required to build and develop our faith. St. Augustine said these words, faith is to believe what you do not see, and the reward of this faith is to see what you believe. Faith is the foundation to see our hopes become reality. The next part of this great verse that we believe for this year says, now faith brings our hopes. What are you hoping for this year? What are we hoping for this year? Because we as a church leadership are incredibly hopeful for this year. We believe that God wants to do something new and exciting with greater impact and influence than ever before. We believe that hopes that have died can be resurrected this year. We believe that new hopes and dreams and ideas will be birthed this year, that new ministries and mission opportunities will open up this year. We believe that this year, we will see marriages going, being repaired and families becoming stronger. 
We believe this year that the financial pressures and debts that so many of us experience will be gone. We believe that the mental and emotional and physical health issues will be repaired and healed. We believe that the grieving will end and the brokenhearted find comfort. We believe that we will have seen the loss of 2020 be restored and replenished abundantly and overflowing. We believe that we will experience the presence and power of God in our gatherings, but also in our homes like never before. We believe we will see more souls won than ever before, more answers to prayer than ever before, more opportunities than ever before. So what are your hopes for this year? What are our hopes for this year? But I have a more important question. What are the motives of our hopes for this year? Because God will only do something that aligns with his character. And if our hopes and our dreams are birthed from selfish ambition, we will never see them become a reality. But if our hopes are to bring glory and fame to his name, if our hopes are to for God to be recognized and positioned in his rightful place. If our hopes are less about us and all about him, that is when we can see our hopes become reality. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, one of my favorite verses, these words that God speaks over our lives. And as I was reading it this week, something jumped out to me that I haven't seen before. It says these, this is what God says to us, but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you, so you can. We are these people. God says this is who we are, but only we are those people so that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You see, we have been chosen and we have been given hope so that we may declare the praises of him, not so that we would be known, not so that we would make it further in life, but all about Jesus, all about him being known, all about his name being declared, all about him being known in this place and in our community. We are who we are to declare his praises. And the motive of our hopes and all that we do has to be so he is known in our lives and our community. What are the motives of our hopes for this year? And finally, now faith brings our hopes into reality. Do you know, God wants us to see with our eyes what we first see in our hearts. When we are people of faith that continue to grow in faith, and from that faith have hopes and dreams and ambitions that bring glory to God, hopes that see more of him and less of us, hopes that our community and our nation can be made whole through his love, Hopes that those we care about come to know him. Hopes that the challenges and the dark experience we experience will ease for us to share his goodness and his provision. Hopes that are centered around the will and purpose of God. Then we believe that this scripture will become true. That by faith, now faith brings our hopes into reality. 
So what are you believing for this year? What are you hoping for this year? Maybe it's some loved ones that are far from God. Maybe it's those financial pressures. Maybe it's the battle of your mind or the battle of your heart or the battle of your body. Maybe it's for relationships that have been so broken and distorted. Maybe it's challenges that we battle with that no one else knows. But God knows because he sees the pain that you experience in the middle of the night when no one else is around. What are you hoping for? I'm going to invite you to stand with me if you're able. And even if you're at home today, I invite you to stand wherever you are. And I want to challenge you now to begin to pray into, declare over this year, to prophesy into your year, 2021, your year. But we believe by faith we will see our hopes become a reality. And maybe you just need to voice someone's name or maybe you need to say something or you need to pray and you need to lift something up to God. But right now, church, wherever you are, in this building, out of this building, I want you right now to begin to pray. I want you to begin to speak about people you love that are far from him. Speak about being financially well. Speak about being physically well. Speak about being mentally well. Speak about all the things that you hope for this year that we believe that at some point, In 2021, we will look back and we will see that our hopes have become a reality. Right now, in the quietness of your heart, the quietness of your space, begin to prophesy into your future. Begin to call those people home. Begin to see those relationships healed. Begin to see the day where your doctor tells you you've got the all clear. Begin to see the day where you don't have to battle anymore with the demons of your mind. See the day where your bank account is in the positive. Begin to speak it out. Prophesy it over this year. Prophesy it over your life.